a few years ago, a, a bunch of people from my local hike club went and climbed Kilimanjaro, and it's kind of on my list. I like to hike to uh, Everest Base Camp, do Kilimanjaro, and maybe a couple other things. I don't want to be in the tent melting snow all day, but I definitely would like to do some of these hikes. And so I've been following Kilimanjaro for a number of years and just saw this in Outside Magazine the other day. It says, Tanzania proves a cable car on Kilimanjaro. And it says, we can debate about whether it's a good idea or not. The question is really, can they get it across the finish line? And it's kind of a crazy idea that, um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, obviously the porters and the industry that are there definitely don't want it. It says, well, the concept has been okay. That doesn't mean it will be implemented. Um, and they do an article basically talking about it. It says, Kilimanjaro could soon look quite different. And it's not just because of the shrinking glaciers. The Tanzania government recently approved construction of a cable car on the 19,341-foot peak, the highest summit in Africa and the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. Still, while it may be technically be approved, the project is far from a sure bet. And um, they announced this idea, I guess, back in May of 2019. And their, the goal was to increase tourism by 50%, of course, with COVID-19. Um, before COVID-19, they were getting 50,000 a year, roughly 35,000 of whom attempted the summit. Wow, that's a lot of people. Others admired the landmark for its surrounding national park. That same year, um, their deputy minister of tourism for Tanzania told me the cable car would help students and travelers under 15 years old and older than 50 experience the mountain's beauty. Kind of ironic that all the people, there's about a half a dozen, 10 people from Bakersfield all went, and they were all over 50. So that's kind of crazy. In fact, I remember... Um, Ann Coulter from the Today Show. They used to do this thing on the Today Show when I actually watched network television where they would do Where in the World is Matt and Where in the World are the various people on the show. And she one time went there and she did the Kilimanjaro hike. And I remember her being live on the top of Kilimanjaro. And it definitely was difficult. Um, of course, when you go there, there's this whole infrastructure. It says, climate groups have urged government to reconsider and social media erupted with opinions. Porters and guides joined forces in opposition through local lobbying groups while climbers launched online petitions. Tanzanian officials remained mostly quiet on the subject, promising they'd study feasibility and environmental and societal impacts before moving on. Um, so it looks like they've just been talking about it. You know, there's ways to bring in more tourism. Um, the timing of the decision, of course, is very strange, being that, you know, uh, with the whole COVID and everything. Um, but as Kilmarch climber and frequent Tanzanian traveler, uh, this author of the article decided to call and f talk to people. And it says that um, all reports and inside sources point to um, it would go to Mashima, a scenic and popular route on the peak's south side. Mashima attracts nearly half of all Kilimanjaro climbers with its high success rate, 85% for a seven-day climb, and a beautiful passage through five ecosystems. Mashima is also easily accessible from A23, the region's main road. So it's a natural choice for a kind of tourist attraction. And that's one thing you do watch the videos of it. And it's amazing. You know, you start off like in a jungle or a savanna and you go through all these um, ecosystems. It's very kind of interesting. Um, one Tanzania was opposed to the Kalkar worked for the Ministry of National Resources and Tourism for serving as a tourism representative. And he says that that looks like the intel. And it says the plan is six pillars strong enough to carry 15 cable cars will be built along the route. Each cable car will carry six people on a 20-minute ride to the plateau. One of the three volcanic cones, the Shira, is located at about 12,000 feet on a high plateau that stretches for eight miles before meeting Kilimanjaro's tallest volcano, Kibo, in its summit, Uriah Peak. With Kibo's views in a relatively flat, open plateau, this would be the most practical cable car landing pad. And... 
yeah, I get that, you know, I guess, you know, but the thing is, and they talk about this a little bit later on, 12,000 feet is high. Um, if you go to Mount Whitney, which I've done many times, um, the uh, Trail Camp Lake is at 12,000 feet. And when you're up that high, it's definitely difficult to deal with. And so kind of, you know, just whisking people up there, I can see some issues. And it says, could altitude sickness pose issues for tourists? Uh, while specifics are forthcoming, it's likely the cable car would start near the gate at 5380, which is a mile high, and climb roughly 7,000 feet to the plateau in 20 minutes. Could this cause altitude sickness? Yes. Altitude effects can start anywhere from 4,900 feet to 6,500 feet. Sending too quickly increases the chance of altitude-related illness, like acute mountain sickness. Symptoms include headache, nausea, dizziness, and shortness of breath. And I know this from personal experience. I myself am fairly good at altitude, but I know a number of really good ultra runners who, once they get to that six, 7,000 foot, they have problems and they've had difficulties doing some of relatively low races, uh, like Tahoe goes from 7 to 10. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing I've often realized is I've gone to Mount Whitney with groups of people over the years. And like it says, oftentimes we find the people who are the most fit um, have the most issues, not necessarily fit, more of the most, the fastest. So you take like a three hour marathoner versus a five or six hour marathoner. The three hour person can go up the hill really quickly, but sometimes that speed just doesn't uh, help because you just go up too quickly and you get nauseous and have altitude issues. Whereas if you're a plotter like me, you just kind of go up slowly. And I often compare this to, you know, Michael Phelps, greatest swimmer in the world. But if he's scuba diving, he has to follow bends procedures because if he comes up too fast, he will get the bends because you can't, you know, physics wins, basically. And it says the Mayo Clinic suggests that 20% of those traveling to higher elevations below 18,000 will suffer some form of altitude sickness. But a lot depends on the amount of time visitors remain at high level. One study in peer-reviewed Journal of Aging and Aging notes that symptoms typically present upon 6 to 12 hours of arrival at altitude. And that's much longer than tourists usually spend atop a cable route. <clears throat> um, will the cable car affect Kilimanjaro's biodiversity? You know, and it has five diverse vegetation zones, everything from forest and farmland to desert and glaciers, which have retreated 85% from 1912 to 2013. So in 100 years, 85% of the glaciers have melted. Kilimanjaro's receding glaciers highlight more than a rapid change in climate. The resident of the, age, the area's fragile ecosystem home to vulnerable species like elephants who wander surrounding forests, migrating birds that travel through the area, which encompasses both the peak and much of southern Kenya. <clears throat> it says, to protect Kilimanjaro's ecosystem of natural beauty, two factors helped Kilimanjaro National Park earn UNESCO World Heritage status in 1987. The government promised to conduct environmental societal impacts for approving the cable car. In August 2019, the Deputy Minister of Tourism told me that the environment element of the study was complete. Um, it also says that the International Union for Conservation of Nature isn't convinced. Spokesman for the organization said that while the environmental and social impact assessments did recognize the area's diverse ecosystems, does not assess how they would be impacted by cable car developments. And so it sounds like they're just kind of, you know, whiz, how is it going to mess up things? It says, on the other hand, the mountains, tens of thousands of animal kilometers already stress the environment with litter and trampled vegetation. And as means to convey from people from bottom to the top of the mountain in an environmental sensitive area, there's probably no better means than to do this. So kind of saying, well, a cable car is better than having people hike up there. And um, reporters and guides in climbing off its loose business. Um, basically saying that would travelers choose a quicker, cheaper route up part of Kilimanjaro versus trekking six or seven days to the summit? Concerned parties 
um, joined the anti-cable lobbying group to give voice to the mountains. While many of the guide supporters are still not fans of the project, they're less worried about job loss and more concerned about the sanctity of their treasured home mountain. I think people who really want to climb Kilimanjaro will still choose to climb Kilimanjaro to reach the summit instead of taking a short cable ride card for sightseeing. But overall, appeal of Mount Kilimanjaro as a natural attraction might diminish. Imagine you're beginning your climb, and instead of seeing the mountain, it's natural glory. You see steel and cables. You know, so will this actually come to fruition? Uh, for, from a purely logistical standpoint, a system like this could be constructed in a year, although my suspicions would be in a location as isolated and complicated politically and logistically. It would take one or two years. But the proof is going to be whether or not they can get it across the financial and the line of financially and from a permit perspective. It's really what this all boils down to. It's not about the idea. We can debate about whether it's a good idea or not. The question is really can they get it across the finish line is what this uh, person, reporter, is talking about. Experts well-versed in Tanzanian government interworkings like Nunes have doubts. There appears to be some dragging of feet in government circles of this project. On the other hand, I am holding my breath and not knowing what to expect. The danger that I see here is that ruling party and present government's policy is pegged on industrialism of the economy. Cable cars are looked upon as an industry. My personal feeling is that will not happen. Yeah, it would be interesting if this does go on. I mean, there's always progress. You know, it would be interesting. Like I said, you know, in theory, you could build cable cars and go up to a trail camp at Mount Whitney. But um, I don't think you'll be ever seeing that, of course, because of our laws and regulations. Um, so... Who knows if this will be going on? I hope someday to get up there and whether or not there's a cable car, you know, it would be kind of nice to skip that first part, but, uh, you know, or maybe when you're coming down, take it down because you often see a lot of the uh, Everest people, they'll hike to base camp to acclimatize, but then they take a helicopter out of base camp and you're kind of like, well, is that, you know, you're really doing the complete hike. So should be interesting in the show notes. I'll put a link to the story. And as always, uh, stay healthy, be boring, not epic.